Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter, at Professor Sides. Today is Wednesday, June 1st, 2022, and this episode covers today's best Major League Baseball bets, and I'll briefly touch on the remaining games at the end of the show and extra innings. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter, and pitcher projections, and I analyze weather data in order to make one pick and one pick only on every game that's played Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving you the information as to what I like the most and where my head is for each matchup. Let's go through the plays. Remember that there are no locks in gambling, so it'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Yesterday, another profitable day that makes three in a row. Hopefully, we can keep that going. Most weeks this season has been... We've had some good and some bad in the same week, and it's been hard to really get that traction going. Uh, it's been very different from last year. Uh, last year didn't have a show. I just tweeted out picks. Um, last year was like the start of the year was just on fire. In the middle of the year, it just couldn't do anything right, and the end of the year was on fire. And so we had these long stretches. This one's been so completely backwards. The variance that always happens has been just more within the week rather than like month to month. So... We'll see if that continues. You never really know in this uh, business. Most of y'all are aware. Uh, sometimes it's just, you know, day to day is up and down. Sometimes it's week to week or month to month, right? So it'd be nice if we can get on a little bit of a roll here as we've entered June. Uh, finished May mostly strong. Um, the, the the overall season struggle, really just a, a bad stretch there at the start of May. But hopefully we can keep it going here uh, from these three winning days in a row into uh, today and the rest of this week. Before we get to that, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And the only way is when you turn notifications on to ensure that you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. I encourage all my listeners to have multiple sports books in their portfolio, especially ones with those dime lines for MLB games. With these at your disposal, you should be able to find the edge on any game. I have a couple that I recommend. The links are in the show's description and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbooks. Starting off today, afternoon game, 110 Eastern. First pitch, Royals at the Guardians. And a game that's going to have some weather issues that I think might play into our favor, actually. It's going to start off potentially wet and likely get wet later on through the game. So not sure if this will start on time and if they'll try to get four or five innings in, if they'll just push the game. They may just postpone the game. And if so, this whole segment is moot. We're start off in the mid eighties, close in the mid seventies, low seventies, depends on when the game closes. Winds blowing in slash across from left field at about 10 miles an hour, maybe up towards 15. So we're going to have some, um, little boost to the pitchers there, especially later on in the day uh, as the temperature cools down. But um, Brad Keller versus Connor Pilkington, two pitchers that are fairly equal. Um, you're going to get a little more length from Keller, but he projects to be a little bit worse than Pilkington. Uh, both pitchers have done okay this year. Um, like I said, mostly a wash on the pitcher front relievers, Edge, Cleveland, 
Bats Edge Cleveland. We're in Cleveland. It's kind of similar to yesterday's story. I think the Guardians are the way to go. Minus 130 is a gift. I think it's an A pick for me. The model says minus 136. I feel very confident playing this up to minus 140. And the minus 140s is probably a it's still probably the right side, but it's one I don't want to be too invested in because now we're getting, we're paying a premium and I don't like paying premiums in, in, a, in a sport like baseball with 2000 games, those little premiums add up. And so I don't really want to pay. I don't want to be over invested. If, if you're seeing in the minus one forties might be a one unit play, but it wouldn't be this a grade pick that minus minus one thirty is. I think the weather helps us out in this game. If, my, my, my ideal situation for this game, and I never don't exactly know how the weather's going to go. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll retweet what I see um, about this as we get closer. If we can get four innings in, three innings in, and then we have a two-hour rain delay, and then we come back and keep playing, that would kind of be my ideal situation because um, then we've got the rest of the game at bullpens, and we've got a huge Cleveland edge. So I think that possibility just helps us out even more even if that weren't to happen if we're to play this dry or we're to delay it until the evening and play um i still think the guardians are the right side but just knowing that there's that possibility of getting extra bullpen time um not the killer's great but killer's a better pitcher than the rest of the royals bullpen is so um getting him out would be great and again i'm not projecting pilkington to go deep anyway i'm expecting a lot of guardians bullpen action today so Knowing that possibility makes me like this even more. Guardians minus 130, a pick for me. If it happens, hopefully it does and it doesn't get washed out. 115 Eastern first pitch, Padres at the Cardinals. Hugh Darvish versus Dakota Hudson. Both pitchers fairly meh. Darvish has had a solid season so far, and his advanced metrics are uh, you know, nothing too bad. He projects to be maybe slightly better than league average, but it's just a run-of-the-mill starting pitcher. Uh, Dakota Hudson has pitched very well this year, but his advanced metrics aren't great. They're definitely below average. He projects to be a little below average. So one of those where Darvish has been a little more con- consistent with respect to how he's looked this year and kind of how I project him. Those numbers are a lot closer than Hudson, who projects worse, but has performed well this season. Um, I, I, I tend to still think the Padres have a tiny edge on the starting pitcher front. Um, but not by much. Weather-wise, we're going to be in the upper 70s. A chance of rain, no real wind to speak of uh, on this one. Hopefully the rain stays clear and we can get this day game in. Model says really a toss-up. The Padres have an edge in the bullpen. It's a wash in the offense. The tiniest starting edge on pitcher, but that's kind of taken out by the uh, game being played in St. Louis. So Model says really a toss-up. So I'm going Cardinals plus 111 with a B grade. It's a B plus grade. I, I I almost got to an A on this one. I, I just am a little nervous with Hudson. I'm a little nervous backing a pitcher who has overperformed his advanced metrics and his projection because that just usually makes me feel like I'm kind of running with the crowd. And in general, I don't like doing that. It doesn't mean it's, the, it's not the right play. Um, I, I, I just feel like I'm not getting quite as much value as I would have if Hudson's numbers match closer to um, the the advanced metrics and, and the projection. So it's just, I just couldn't quite get there. I don't quite trust him. And like I said, I think the Padres have a little bit of an edge on the starting pitcher. Not a lot, but I, I said, I just couldn't get to an A pick. But I do like the Cardinals. Another thing to point out, I'm going to do my best. 
cousin Jaren impersonation here, which is the model does not like the Cardinals. It's faded them a lot and it hasn't worked. And so the fact that the model flipped and is saying the Cardinals have an edge here, it tells me something. And so I like the Cardinals plus 111. I think it's a coin toss game. These plus odds are going to pay off in the long run for us. B plus pick. I personally just couldn't get to an A, but if you give it A grade status, I don't think you're crazy at all. 337 Eastern first pitch, Astros at the Athletics. Justin Verlander versus Cole Irvin. And a nice day in Oakland, mid-70s, mid-upper 70s. A slight breeze blowing out, but it should stay under 10 miles an hour, so it probably won't help too much, as I'm always talking about in Oakland. Of course, y'all know massive pitchers park there. We got the Astros last night. Game played out very similar to what I expected. Maybe expected an extra inning from Javier. He, you know, he worked out of some jams, which was nice. Uh, only got four innings because his pitch count got uh, a little too high. And as I said, once we got to the bullpen, it was massive edge Astros. And they were able to get a couple across in the eighth to win for us. I think the Astros went again today, but it's not. It's all about the price. Yesterday's price was fantastic. Today's price, not so much. The model says the Astros win this game two out of three times. And at the numbers I'm seeing, that just doesn't provide an edge on either side. Cole Urban's a pitcher who's kind of like very similar to what we're talking about with Dakota Hudson. Um, results are good. Underlying metrics and projection, not so much. Verlander, of course, is fantastic. You know that. Um, his results even better than uh, the projection. We don't expect him to continue with the two ERA this year. As an Astros fan, that'd be nice. I don't expect that, uh, but still a fantastic pitcher. Um, I just can't back the Astros here. The price is not right. I looked run line, but in that park, and I mentioned this uh, at some point. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before. The Astros have kind of struggled. This, this Astros iteration has kind of struggled um, offensively in Oakland. Against good pitchers, they don't hardly score at all. Against mediocre pitchers, sometimes they make them look good. I don't know if it's the, the weather, the park. I don't know what it is. They just don't seem to hit very well there. And Irvin's a pitcher who I think is just good enough to keep the Astros, and that park is just big enough, to keep the Astros from scoring eight runs. That doesn't mean the Astros don't score five. I just think the Astros score in that like two to five range. I think Furlander gets the job done for us. I think under is the right play here. Under seven, it's about even money. And it's an A grade for me. Like I said, I don't see how the A's score off Verlander. Verlander had a bad start last time out. He seems like the type of guy who's going to be like extra pissed about that and want to come out the next day and pitch really well. You could look A's team total, but at two and a half, I mean, the most likely scenario probably is like Verlander goes eight innings, gives us one run or something like that. And everyone's just still amazed how good he is at this age. Two and a half is just a hard number to back for a team total. And like I said, I just don't trust the Astros offense to score that much. They haven't so far this series. I think under seven, we got that push protection there on a five to two type game. Even money is great. A pick for me on the game under in Oakland. 340 Eastern first pitch Braves at the Diamondbacks. Kyle Wright versus Madison Bumgarner. Two pitchers y'all know I've loved to back this year. Bumgarner, a pitcher, as I mentioned before, his advanced metrics, not pretty. His projection, not pretty, but he's getting some results. Um, I think the projection will continue to improve as we get more data from this year saying he's better than he was in years past. His velocity is still up. Um, obviously not the pitcher he once was, but not as bad as we've seen in the, you know, 
in his stint with Arizona. And of course, I'm always mentioning, you know, a great pitching coach there in Arizona to help him out. Uh, so a pitcher I, I trust more than the model does versus Kyle Wright, who, uh, again, as I keep mentioning, has just been fantastic. The advanced metrics, fantastic projection, just getting better by the day. Really reminds me of Martin Perez last night. I'll talk about him later. Just two, just just a guy who I, I really love to back. I think he's been uh, really good and, and, and figured some stuff out. We got the under on Monday. We didn't get it yesterday, so we're split on those unders. I'm going to go back to the well, except I'm going to do it with the first five. Under four and a half. It, it's even money. I love the even money. And it's an apex for me. The full game total is nine. I think it goes under nine. I think we go under in the first five. And then I think once that happens, I think the full game under it should be good. I, I, you know, the bullpens were great for us on Monday. They were not great last night. I'm just a little bit concerned about how deep both of these pitchers go. This feels like a game where Kyle Wright makes it six innings and Madison Bumgarner makes it five. And then I just don't know. I don't really want to deal with the bullpens. Bumgarner may only make four. Sometimes his pitch count has gotten up. And that Braves offense is pretty solid. So I just I want to deal with one inning of bullpen and not five at that point. So I'm just going first five under. I think full game under nine is solid as well. I just don't want to deal with the possibility of extra innings, so I'm just going to isolate the first five. Like I said, I love the even money. It's an A pick for me. With regard to the side, the model says there's a bit of a Diamondbacks edge. I wouldn't play it, especially at these numbers. Again, I don't want to fade Kyle, right, unless I'm getting extreme value. So right now I'm seeing Diamondbacks plus 139. Model says 132. I would need something like Diamondbacks around plus 145, maybe up to plus 150 before I really felt confident backing. That doesn't mean I'm laying it with the Braves either. I don't think there's any value. Uh, it's just I don't think there's really value on either side. If there is, it's probably fading Kyle Wright, and it's one of those things where that doesn't that hasn't been a profitable strategy for anybody. It's a train that I got off of probably about a month ago, and it's it's been a great decision to, 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 to not fade him. <laughs> And so I, I wouldn't want to do that today. Like I said, unless I was getting really good prices. So I'm going to stick to the under. I'm going first five. I think that's slightly better than full game. But if you want to split your units up between first five and full game, I think that makes a little bit of sense as well. A pick for me on that one. 605 Eastern, first pitch Giants at the Phillies. Got that over yesterday. And I kind of mentioned the possibility of extras yesterday. Uh, both starting pitchers being worse than Mondays didn't give up runs, but they really struggled. And that got us into the bullpens faster. So it wasn't exactly how I drew that over up. Um, I was expecting those pitchers to give up some runs, but you know, it, they didn't really until about the fifth. Um, but at least to get to the bullpens early and both these bullpens just really been struggling lately. And of course, uh, both of them give up some runs. They got to extras. And then got the over on that one. Today, we've got a little bit different of a story with Carlos Rodon versus Aaron Nola, two of the best in baseball. Um, their, their numbers this season, very good. Their advanced metrics, actually much better than their results. And their projection aligns uh, with those advanced metrics. I project both of these. I have a, a number, it's kind of, we'll call it projected FIP. It's it's not really that, but that's it's kind of a park-adjusted uh, type projected FIP. And both of these guys are in the 3-1-3-2 range. I think both these guys are fantastic. Weather-wise, we're going to be in the mid-80s to start. 
mid-70s to close, and a chance of, of rain in the Philadelphia area, so again, something to keep an eye on there. A slight breeze blowing out, but it'll stay under 10 miles an hour, so probably won't affect things too much. The model says the Phillies should be a slight favorite. Giants at plus odds that I'm seeing right now, I don't think is crazy to back Radon. I, I personally just can't trust the Giants bullpen at this point. I, I, I We've seen too many times where the starter's been fantastic, um, and they've either managed either leaving the starter out there too long because he doesn't trust his pen or the pen's given it up. Um, so I'm, I'm not playing the Giants at, at plus 107. Model thinks there's an edge. I don't think it's crazy. I just I don't personally like it. Instead, I'm going to make another first five underplay. The number here is four. Odds are minus 105, and it's an A pick for me. I think these guys are fantastic. I think they go much deeper than five. So it's not so much that I'm concerned about what the bullpens that we have a long amount of bullpen action. It's just that when we do get to the bullpens in the you know seventh ish inning, eighth inning, if it's a tie game, we may see the same extra innings we've seen um, recently here with these teams. So uh, I I don't think. Under eight, eight and a half for the full game is a bad look. It's just one that I'd rather avoid. I'd rather just get the win, get out of dodge. I don't see many runs being scored early. There weren't many runs scored early in either of the first two games of the series. And these, like I said, these two pitchers are fantastic. Um, I think they can they can hold it down. And then I don't know what's going to happen later, and I don't have to care. First five under four, a pick for me. This number should be three and a half. We're getting a lot of value here, in my opinion. 7-5 Eastern first pitch, Angels at the Yankees. Reed Detmers versus Nestor Cortez. Mid-60s in New York. Definitely a chance of rain, so another one to keep an eye on. Winds will be blowing in from right field under 10 miles an hour, so a slight breeze in. Probably won't help too much, but a slight breeze in, plus a little bit cooler temperatures. Maybe a little bit of boost to the pitchers in this one. Detmers is a guy who's... Results have been a little below average. His advanced metrics a little below average. His projection a little below average. Uh, not really much else to say other than that. Cortez, you know, fantastic results. Really good underlying metrics and still a good projection. So a pitcher that I, I've been wanting to back here recently. And I'll do the same thing today. I'll back Cortez and the Yankees at minus 171. It's a B pick. The price is high. Model says Yankees minus 174. So the model says there's a little bit of value laying this number, but just be careful, especially later in the day. I don't know which way this number will go. I might play this out to about minus 180. Once it gets to 190, it's a really tough ask. Into the 200s, I absolutely would not be playing the Yankees. Uh, this really reminds me, we talked earlier in the week about the Nats-Mets series, and both those first two games I really thought should have been Mets minus 200 in that price range, and then it's just a tough ask. Uh, this is similar. Uh, the model doesn't think it should be quite that high, but I'm just really surprised we're not seeing a number like Yankees minus 200. That's what I expected. Uh, let's take advantage of the situation that it's not that high. Massive starting pitcher edge for the Yankees and, of course, a better offense in New York. I like Cortez the Yankees to get it done here. Minus 171 B pick because I just don't love the number, but it's but at some point as it keeps getting higher and higher, it shifts from that B pick to a lean to just pass depending on what number you're looking at 17 Eastern first pitch reds at the Red Sox Hunter Green versus Garrett Whitlock chilly night in Boston will be in the mid to low 50s definitely a chance of rain slight breeze five to ten miles an hour blowing out to left field so that might counteract the chillier temperatures 
Uh, but again, we'll have to check the radar on this one. A lot of games might get rained out today. Hopefully we can avoid that fate. Hunter Green, results not great. Underlying metrics not great. Projects to be a little bit better than he's done so far, but we're talking at this point league average, nothing to write home about, maybe a little bit worse because he's not going to go that deep into the game. Um, obviously, the potential's there. It's just young pitchers very rarely put it together in their first year in the majors. Uh, versus Whitlock, who's performed great, Advanced metrics line up exactly with how well he's looked. Your eyes are not deceiving you. His projection is right around that same number. Takes it a little bit of a ding in the projection because he's not a guy who I project to go six. Doesn't mean he can't. It's just for the most part, the model is taking in all the data and saying it's more likely he goes four than six. It's hard to say exactly how accurate that is with the, what the Red Sox have done with their pitchers and how much they've been training pitchers to come out of the pen and be bulk guys and all these different things. So the Red Sox, some of those guys – the models, I, I'm not telling the model, you know, here's the game plan for these guys, mainly because I don't want to manually have to do that. That's exhausting. Um, and then teams change their mind all the time. So um, it, his is a situation where he just doesn't have that track record of going six. He's getting dinged a little while, a little bit, but otherwise, Whitlock's a pitcher I love. I don't know what to make of the Red Sox. I know a few of y'all don't either. Um, the offense at the start of the year just abysmal and then really got it going. And and I don't think they were as bad as they looked early on. I don't think they were as good as how hot they got. Um, neither one of those was an accurate picture, but now they're right back to abysmal offense again. Um, model says there's a red's edge, and I'm going to play it. It's plus 182 is the number. That's a B pick for me. The model says it should only be 164. It says the Red Sox are getting just way too much respect. And I tend to agree, this is not a situation where I'm saying the Red Sox have struggled the last two games, they're going to lose again. I think that's really bad logic. It's a situation where those two games, along with other games this season, illustrate that the Red Sox are a team that probably shouldn't be giant favorites unless everything lines up in their favor. And I don't think they have a huge starting pitcher edge in this game. I think they do have an edge. But I think it's very likely we're into the bullpen before the fifth inning in this game. And when we get to the bullpens... It's, it's probably a wash. The Red Sox pen projects a little better. But what we've seen the last month, surprisingly, the Reds pen's been a little bit better than the Red Sox recently. Obviously, the Red Sox have a better offense, but this number that I'm seeing around minus 200 for the Red Sox is indicative of a team that is really good with a big edge in the starting pitcher department, and that's just not what I'm seeing here. I think the, a number in the minus 160s or 170s makes a lot more sense than what I'm seeing out there. Plus 182, I think it's just great value. It's not a game I think the Reds win. It's one that if we take these types of plays a lot in the long run, will be profitable. B pick for me on the Reds at plus 182. Hopefully they can get it done. Not a situation where I want to look first five because both these bullpens are kind of uh, not trustworthy. And with plus odds, that's exactly what I want. I want chaos because I want something weird to happen so that we can plus a big underdog here. So plus 182 on the Reds is a B pick. For me in Boston. Brewers the Cubs, 805 Eastern first pitch. Jason Alexander for the Brewers versus Kyle Hendricks for the Cubs. Hendricks has not looked good this year. His underlying metrics also not good right around where his uh, performance has been. He projects a little better because historically he has not been as bad as he's looked this year. It's only 10 games. I'm not going to, you know, say he's completely, you know, done. Versus Jason Alexander, who's a 29-year-old rookie, hasn't really had much success ever at the AAA level. 
a pitcher that, you know, the Brewers are just trying to get through this series and get through that doubleheader that they had to play and get through the fact that they've got two of their pitchers now on the IL. Um, their pitching depth is really taking a hit right now, and it shows with uh, a guy that I'm happy for him. Uh, obviously, you know, getting to start in the major leagues would be a dream come true for many of us, but I, I think he's going to be completely overmatched tonight in Chicago. It'll be a chilly night around 60 degrees, low 50s by the end. No real wind to speak of, but you get those colder temperatures, the ball won't carry as much. Model says it's a toss-up. I'm on the Cubs plus 107. It's a B pick. It's very similar to the Cardinals game. Really, it's a B plus pick, almost an A pick. I really waffled on it. Um, but a very similar setup. The model has had liked the Padres against the Cardinals. Those games have been close. Now it's flipping. It's like the Brewers. Those games have mostly been close. Now it's slipping and it likes the Cubs. I think the Cubs just have a huge starting pitcher edge. They don't have an edge in the bullpen, but the Brewers' bullpen's a little overworked. Given that doubleheader, uh, given that in one of those games, uh, Small didn't go nearly as far as cruising the first, first two or three, and then either in the third or the fourth, really struggled. They've worked a ton lately. Uh, they're going to be asked to do a lot today. So the, the Brewers' huge edge in relief, you know, they need an off day. <laughs> and I just, I think that edge is kind of mitigated here uh, in the situation and that we're going to be asking them to go probably a lot of innings. Cubs a plus 107 is a gift. Model says toss up. I really think the Cubs should be favored here. I'm a little, I just couldn't quite get there versus the exact same reason I couldn't get there with the Cardinals. Um, I just don't quite trust Hudson. And here I just don't quite trust Hendricks. I'm nervous that if he struggles again, we're going to get into a high-scoring game, and it's going to look like last night. Um, not that not that last night where it was a tight game, I wouldn't take plus odds, but I just think the value's there for that type of game. I like plus 107. Like I said, B plus pick. I just If I had a little bit more faith in Hendricks, it would be an A pick. I just, I'm not... Not quite there, but like I said, with the Cardinals, if any of you think the Cubs are an A-grade pick, just given the fact that I would not trust Jason Alexander whatsoever, I don't think that's a crazy perspective. 805 Eastern first pitch, Rays at the Rangers. Jeffrey Springs versus John Gray. I think the Rays will have a much better time tonight off of a very average pitcher in Gray than they did Martin Perez. As the game was going on last night, I was kicking myself. Why did I fade Martin Perez? He's been added to the list alongside the Kyle Wrights of the world. There's a handful of these pitchers that I'm like, we just, we're not going to fade them. It doesn't matter what the model says. you know. So that's on me for taking the raise. I should have just taken the under and trusted that he was going to keep it low scoring and that if they were to lose, it was going to be in a tight one. Um, they didn't. He looks great again. Um, Gray, though, a much weaker pitcher. Results bad. Underlying metrics actually a little bit better than average, but he projects right around league average. So a pitcher who the ERA is probably scarier than reality, but he's still not great. He's just an average pitcher. Versus Jeffrey Springs for the Rays, who started to lengthen out a little bit and go deeper into the games, which has worked well for Tampa because his results have been fantastic. His underlying metrics, very good. Um, projects to be, uh, rate-wise, projects to be almost a full standard deviation, better than average. That length is giving him a little bit of penalty with regards to his overall projection that I posted in the sheet. 
But uh, I definitely like the Rays pitcher setup with Springs going four five, um, hopefully six. I think he's done that once maybe, but but trusting we trust that he'll go maybe four or five. I like that setup more than I like with the Rangers, who just have an average starter, and then it will get worse when they go to their bullpen. Model says Rays minus 122. I'm all over the Rays today at minus 112. It's an A pick for me. Again, I'm reading nothing into really what's happened the first two games of the series. Momentum is only as good as the next day starting pitcher, and I think the Rays have an edge at pitcher. I think the Rays have an edge on offense. I think the Rays have an edge in the bullpen. This number should be higher. Model says minus 122. Personally, I kind of think it should be out more like minus 130. It's a gift that it's this low. Jump all over the Rays at minus 112. Uh, again, I never know where the number's going to go, uh, but I'm comfortable playing this up until about 130, personally. And that takes us to extra innings. A lot of other talk about. I've got one lean for you here, and then we'll uh, cover the rest of what I'm waiting on and looking for. The lean I've got for you is the other day game, 110 Eastern first pitch, Nationals at the Mets. We'll have Carlos Carrasco going for the Mets uh, versus... Evan Lee for the Nationals, pitcher's making his um, debut here this year. It kind of projects to be a bullpen game for the Nationals. Carrasco's looked fairly solid this year. Sub-4 ERA, advanced metrics better than that. Projects right around that four number. It projects to be solid. Has started, you know, has on occasion given the Mets a little bit of length. It'll be a nice day in New York, around 70 degrees, slight breeze across. Model says Mets minus 197. I'm on the lean with the Nationals at plus two. I know it's crazy. I don't like backing the Nationals, but as I'm always saying, every team has a price. Mets minus 230 is a little bit much. I don't see how this game's that different than the previous two games of the series with regards to its projection, not its results, right? I, I, the Mets won uh, what, 10 nothing last night, right? If you played that game 100 times, look, we can all agree. If we played the game 100 times, the Mets don't win 10-0 most of them, right? I think we can all agree on that. The Nationals win some of those games if they were to play that 100 times, and they lose close some of those times, right? So, again, we're talking about we don't want to overreact to a game or two. The Mets are a much better team than the Nationals. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. And I think the Mets win this game. But I'm just saying those first two games were priced in the Mets minus 180 range. I said, hey, that's some value. Let's jump on the Mets. This game isn't drastically different than those previous two games. I mean, a, a bullpen game for the for the Met, for the Nats is better than Patrick Corbin. And all of a sudden, now we're at Mets minus 230. I'm like, why did we jump 50 cents? This makes no sense. So I'm on the Nats. It's just a lean. I don't want to be overinvested in it because it's not one that I think the Nationals win. But at plus 208, you can't pass up a price north of plus 200. Again, the worst teams in baseball win the absolute worst get over 50 wins. Usually the worst don't get to 60. Anything can happen in baseball. I think the Mets win, but at plus two weight, it's all about the price. So lean for me on the Nats. There, I think there's too much value to pass on. Doubleheader in Coors today. The first game, it looks like it'll be Trevor Rogers versus Antonio Sensatella. The second game looks like it will be the rematch of what we thought yesterday, which is Cabrera versus Marquez. It will be a chilly day in Coors. Um, right now, there's no lines in either one of those. I don't think we've confirmed exactly who's going which game. So when there's lines on those, I will tweet about those, make a pick, and give some explanation as to what I'm thinking there. And then on to the games where I'm waiting on something. 705 Eastern, first pitch Mariners at the Orioles. Robbie Ray versus Kyle Bradish. 
A warm night in Baltimore to start upper 80s. It'll close in the low 80s. Right now, the model says Mariners minus 144, and there's no edge on either side. I'm waiting on the num- on some number to move. I don't like any number in this game right now. So if nothing changes, I'll throw a C pick out on whatever I can scour around and find is the best. But right now, I'm just waiting for something to move. I'm waiting for this total to get off eight and a half. Um, either go down to eight, we can play over or up to nine, we can play under. I'm looking for some movement. I don't mind backing the Orioles if the number gets higher because Robbie Ray is just a he's good, but definitely not great. So I don't mind fading that. Uh, if the number drops, I don't mind backing the Mariners because I, as as much as the Orioles can hop out there and 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 win, and we've seen them do that, you know, you saw like last night, they're still not a good team. So I'm just waiting for a number to move. Uh, at this point, I don't really care where, uh, but right now I can't find any value on that one. But, you know, I'll, I'll make a pick and tweet it out uh, later. Uh, White Sox Blue Jays 707 first pitch. Michael Kopech versus Hyunjin Ryu. Um, Kopech has had fantastic results this year. Projects to be not quite that good. Uh, good underlying metrics, though, uh, versus Ryu, who's had very bad results. Projects to be not as bad, um, but I still think you we've got a starting pitcher edge here on the white Sox, just maybe not as much as the eras would indicate uh the model says blue jays minus 120 and it's a very similar story to uh, seattle baltimore i'm just waiting on the number to move i don't really mind playing either side the blue jays bats seem to be uh picking it up so i don't mind backing them but i just don't want to lay minus 127. Um, I don't mind backing Kopech at all because I think he's a fantastic pitcher. I just want more value than the plus 117 I'm seeing on the White Sox. Same thing on the total. I think eight and a half is a pretty good number. So I'm just waiting on some movement somewhere in order to get an edge. I'll keep an eye out. And if I see something, uh, I will jump on it. If not, eventually I'll make a pick. Again, I will tweet that out later. 710 Eastern first pitch, Twins at the Tigers. Baylor Ober versus Tariq Skubal. Um, uh, Skubal has been fantastic this year and his underlying metrics are actually better than his results. His projection just keeps getting better by the day. Um, Ober is a pitcher who's pitched pretty well, and I don't see any reason why he shouldn't continue to do that. Maybe not quite as well, but he's a pitcher who's uh, been, been good to us, been, been good to back. And I don't think it's really any smoke and mirrors. There's two pitchers that I like in a game that'll be in the mid seventies to start mid sixties to close slight breeze out to right center or right field. Um, Total of seven and a half. I really want to go under eight. First five is three and a half. I really want to go under four. So I really want to go under. I don't want to go over in this game, but I just, I really am hoping to get an eight for the full game or a four for the first five. Uh, model says pretty much a toss up game. I'm seeing Tigers plus 102. I wouldn't mind backing the Tigers, but I just want a little bit better odds there. Backing Scooball is never a bad idea. I just want better than even money. Um, I wouldn't mind backing the Twins, but I just don't want to lay a price like minus 112. So kind of similar story. I'm just waiting for some movement because right now I just think we're is, this morning is not the right time to enter this market based off what I'm seeing as of the time of this recording. And the last one, 18 Eastern first pitch, Pirates of the Dodgers. Pirates get it done again last night. Uh, just like I said, hey, the, there's a Pirates edge, those giant numbers. Uh, I kind of played it safe by taking the run line first five. Uh, got to die. Should have taken the money line, had even better odds. Full game was fine, too. Um, but, I mean, heck, the Pirates might win again tonight, right? You know, we just have to remember, right, the, the Pirates' probability of sweeping the Dodgers when the series started 
is much different than it is today, right? After having won those first two games already. And so uh, it, it's not to say that I think the uh, Pirates are going to be able to win tonight because they've won. It's not saying I think the Dodgers are, uh, you know, due to win one because of uh, the fact they lost the first two. Um, I'm not even considering the fact that the Pirates sweep matters or not because because it doesn't matter. What matters is today, this one game, right? And the probability they sweep is equal to the probability they win today. Model says Dodgers are 70% likely to win. I'm passing right now because I'm hoping this number gets higher on the Pirates and we can enter again just like we did yesterday. I probably would also want to look first five. I like the starting pitcher mismatch here that we've got with Quintana as good as he's looked this season versus Mitch White for the Dodgers, who's probably only going to go a couple innings. Um, as it gets deeper into that bullpen, I don't trust the Pirates pen at all. So probably looking first five. I'm just waiting on this one for the number to get bigger and more people. I'm look, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for people to say the Dodgers can't get swept and buy it at the Dodgers at ridiculously high prices, and that'll let us get even more value on the Pirates. So I'm not sure that will happen. That's what I'm hoping will happen. Um, again, I'm comfortable playing either side here based off what the prices of our team has a price. Right now, I think the Pirates – if the number keeps increasing, the situation we won't be able to pass on, um, similar to yesterday. Like I said, I like Quintana. I just want to see if we can get even better odds than what I see right now. A pitch recap for me, I've got five of them. Guardians minus 130. Astros and A's under seven at about even money. Braves at the Diamondbacks, first five under four and a half at even money. Giants at Phillies, first five under four at minus 105. And then Rays at the Rangers, Rays. I've got them minus 112. That's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. It still blows my mind that I made a website, and it actually works because this is not my area of expertise. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I'll see you tomorrow. Cousin Jared will be joining us. And until then, remember... You can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.